Is that like when we watched that Clint Eastwood movie and he was using slurs and we're like, I know that's a slur. Grand <laughs> I have no oh idea. I had to put what my phone means. in porn mode because I'm like, I don't know what that means and I never want to <laughs> use it, but I also need to understand what the fuck's happening. There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Oh, hell nah. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Set it around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. I don't like to be stopped. And Juice. Don't look in the mirror. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? past year has been pretty hellish, am I right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Shitty Cinema thought we'd help put things in perspective by watching hellish movies with Hellish Month. Did I say it enough? Does the <laughs> no. word sound weird now? It yeah, means what the hell? Now. Hellish, hellish, hellish. <laughs> so last week I kicked it off with Doom starring Dwayne the motherfucking Rock Johnson. It's going to be hard to follow it up, and I feel like you didn't. But Jay, what did you bring us this week? This week, we watched 2004's Hellboy with the only actor who should play the role, Ron Perlman. Okay, what about Timothy Chalamet? How about no, him as Hellboy? No, I don't, I don't <laughs> even know who that is. <laughs> all I know he's is that joke from, from the good he's place. Like, yeah. about him. And that's it. That's all I know. All right, guys, before we get too far off the fucking rails here, Jay, you're going to need to get us an elevator pitch where you sell us this movie in about 10 seconds or less. All right. All right, so here's the deal. You just got a new job working for a trash collection service. Yay, right? tell me. Hey, it's good pay. Um, little yeah. did you know the pay actually comes from the fact that it's a front for a paranormal investigation company. Ooh. Um, and you just are actually hired to be the latest round of cannon fodder. Your newest co-worker unceremoniously erupts into flames and spews fire all over the place and your skin's about to melt from your bones in about 10 seconds. Go ahead and sell us this movie. A demon, a fish person, and a pyromaniac team up against Rasputin-led Nazis to save the world from an interdimensional evil squid. Seven seconds. What about wow. the priest and the rabbi? I did misfire on that joke, didn't oh. I? <laughs> the aristocrats. Uh, <laughs> obviously, if I'm in the back of a garbage truck, you know that it's Casey driving. So in I'm ten seconds, diving. Oh, I'm driving. I'm too drunk to drive. I'm dumpster diving. Excuse you. <laughs> She's in the back of the fucking dumpster. Right. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be driving. So in the 10 seconds before it's blown to pieces, sell us on this movie. Get ready to watch a gross 60-year-old man stalk Selma Blair after she repeatedly leaves him and we fritter away all potential these characters could have had. This is how my high school teachers must have felt. 10, Ten seconds. seconds. Wow, Case. Wow. Yeah. The disappointment... You used up all your time, and you used it fucking well. Yeah, that, no, again, no, that's not what my high school <laughs> teachers would have said and repeatedly told me I wasn't doing. So really, I like to keep that theme. You misrepresented a lot of things. I didn't. Yeah. I really no, you, didn't. You, you focused on the worst subplot of the movie. Well, First that... of all, he looks very good for 60. Okay? <laughs> Was he 60 during the filming of yeah. this? No, no well, not during it, the filming, but Hellboy. the character of Hellboy is 60 years oh, old. Oh, yeah. The no. oh, okay. dog year. So it's, you know. That makes no fucking <laughs> sense at all. From the film. 
Before we argue about this too much, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Okay. No good superhero movie is without an origin story. So, of course, we learn that Hellboy is summoned to Earth in 1944 by the Nazis and Grigori Rasputin. Not your Nazis. And it is that Rasputin. Why is he so ripped? To shred the fabric of reality, Casey. Fucking clearly, because the guy's huge. The, The Allied forces kill Rasputin to stop him from finishing a ritual which summoned Hellboy. Hellboy then gets adopted by Dr. Brutenholm, or Dr. Broom if you're not into that whole German thing. Or Dr. Who if you're nasty. Ooh. Ooh. Hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Broom starts the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense, the BPRD. Over the next 60 years, the good doctor collects some sweet occult shit. He assembles a few more souls to his motley crew. There's Liz Sherman who's a pyrokinetic with a torrid relationship to Hellboy. Liz ends up leaving the BPRD to check herself into a psychiatric hospital. Abe Sapien is a psychic amphibious fish person. Finally, there's Hellboy's new handler, John Myers, who is handpicked from the FBI by Dr. Broom. While Agent Myers is learning how to be a supernatural babysitter, the Nazis waste no time resurrecting Rasputin and release Samael, the Hound of Resurrection. So if if he's a hound and, and he's a he... Why does he lay eggs? Like, like, is is that how evolution works now? Ah, uh, Rasputin gives him that power, Juice. I assume it's because he oh. found a rotten egg hidden in his beard for inspiration. <laughs> After an awesome fight across the city, Hellboy kills Samael. Not ready to go home, Hellboy visits Liz at the psychiatric hospital to try and gain her love. It's actually stalking. He just stalks the ever-loving <laughs> shit out of her. It's not a visit if it's unwelcome. Well, it sort of works, because Liz ends up returning to the BPRD after Rasputin gives her some bad dreams and she burns down the hospital. Yeah, Rasputin did it. Not Hellboy, but go on. <laughs> so FBI Director George Bluth is mad that Hellboy burnt down the <laughs> mental hospital banana stand, prompting Hellboy to again break out of the BPRD to follow Liz and Agent Myers. Rasputin takes this opportunity to infiltrate the BPRD and kill Dr. Broom. Him and the rest of the BPRD track down Rasputin's mausoleum in Russia, which of course has a bitchin' secret underground tunnel system. Hellboy kills Rasputin's assassin, and Liz roasts all of Samael's and all of the eggs, but then the team gets captured. Of course. Rasputin reveals that his plan has been to get Hellboy here the whole time because his big right hand is actually an artifact to unlock the big bad evil Rasputin is trying to set free. Only Hellboy's right hand can open the lock. I told you fist can be a verb, Dave. Yeah, Dave. Rasputin's (laughs) all like, I'm just going to need you to fist that open for me, buddy. I mean, that is that is the spirit of what he says, but not exactly (laughs) what he says. Yes. But the spirit for sure. Rasputin steals Liz's soul to make Hellboy comply. Hellboy starts to, but then John throws him a rosary, which makes Hellboy think of Dr. Broom, and he turns and kills Rasputin. But it's not over yet, because Rasputin had a bit of the big bad in him, which grows into a giant tentacled slug monster, and Hellboy lets the monster eat him. Classic move, because Hellboy has a string of badass grenades and blows that motherfucker from the inside out. That shit's the bomb. (laughs) Oh, God, not you two now. Come on. Do you get it? Right. Do you get it? <laughs> Hellboy uses some necromancy and brings Liz's soul back by threats. 
Finally, Liz <laughs> kisses Hellboy and covers them in blue flame while John watches and gives some weird feel-good narration as he just stares at them making out. The only appropriate song for this would have been Britney Spears' Toxic, and honestly, they <laughs> fucked up not using it. Everything about that relationship was toxic. No. They had a year to figure out the, the licensing rights. You spend a lot of time on the relationship, and like that's not there's because so much other stuff. <laughs> Listen, so. dude, that was the only scary part of the movie. <laughs> it's not a horror film. Which would cost more money to get you to make out with Ron Perlman in full Hellboy makeup, or you just make out with Ron Perlman no makeup? Oh God. <laughs> 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 That look on your face. Ooh. Right. Like, is this is the makeup acting as a buffer for you? Do the I don't the yellow know. dentures? I don't know what his you? real teeth look like, so I don't think I can give you an educated answer. Right now, I guess it would cost I'm gonna just like shoot and say it would cost more money to make out because I don't want that makeup all over me. I'm gonna Good. say I would rather make out with a bare-faced Ron Perlman. God. It fucking hurts to say that. That man, he smiles like a chimpanzee showing <laughs> his teeth, man. <laughs> yeah, he does. I call it's him a aggressive. monkey several times, and he uh, is. Do you want to start out with Ron Perlman being a fucking creep, or do we want to save that for later? I don't. You just. <laughs> I think we should just get it off our chest. That's um, all I got from this movie, but we don't have to start with that. We can finish strong with that. So no, we could. Let, why don't you get it out of the way? Let's get just it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Yes. Why don't you unload? There's get it a creepy chest. stalker love triangle. Are you happy? It's the worst. It's not subplot a love of the movie. triangle because yes, she does is. not. No, it's not. No, it's not because it doesn't become a love triangle until he brings her back from the dead, and then she's like, "Oh fuck, I owe this guy now." Before it was just. <laughs> Selma Blair wanting to bang the guy, the FBI guy, Myers. And Wait, Ron that- Perlman stalked them. First, he tries to ply her with stolen alcohol while she's well, in a fucking psychiatric unit. Like, yeah. Is she- Okay, yeah, right. she's probably on pills, and you're not supposed to. I don't know if any psychiatric pills are like, yeah, yeah, cool. It's You can drink on Wellbutrin. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Do it. You're going to love it. Dude, like it is down with some tequila. It's a party. Right. <laughs> you won't be manic anymore. You'll just be sleepy. Just um tired. no, like what a fuck boy. Like this seriously had serious Elliot Roger vibes. <laughs> like if he didn't fuck uh, dude, we watched the same movie and you were also commenting on how fucking creepy he was being. I mean, he even ropes a little boy into it. He's like, hey, help me okay, stalk my ex and on. let me give you all hold these on. negative feelings towards women. Case, you're mixing up. We gotta we gotta make it clear what we're talking about because you're taking two different scenes and he's creepy in both. I Every agree. scene. Every scene's creepy. Every, no. <laughs> okay. I agree with you that the subplot could have been completely done without because it's a toxic relationship, right? So mm-hmm. the first time that we're introduced to the toxicity of the relationship is correctly described where Hellboy takes some stolen booze to go see Liz at the psychiatric hospital. Did you say that's the first time we're introduced to the creepy relationship? Yes. Yeah, that's You're the wrong. first time we see Selma Blair's character. You're Nope, you are absolutely wrong because when the FBI agent first gets introduced to Hellboy, 
in the mm-hmm. background on his TVs are a bunch oh, of right. creep you're shots right. of you're fucking right. Selma Blair just doing on everyday things. On several different TVs. Yeah, just yeah. running in a loop. Yeah, yeah okay. so that's the first okay, time we're introduced. <laughs> He's in his fucking dad's basement okay. jerking it to weird <laughs> fucking Selma Blair candid porn. Yeah. You're okay. not really wrong about any of that. No, but, it but go on, go on. Okay, so please explain really the second time, but we'll call it the first because she's actually there. Okay. So, yeah, I, I already... No, I'm agreeing with your explanation. Yeah, you're losing this war, but go on. I, I just... You're not wrong that he takes stolen booze to her at the psychiatric hospital and... She's sweet to him, and he's trying to get back with her, and she shuts him down, and he she's, refuses to accept that. And it's toxic. I she's agree. She's nice to him because she doesn't want him to fucking kill her. <laughs> Don't give oh, that vibe. That's some real fucking Stockholm Syndrome He has right a there. giant hand. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna be. I'm gonna Made let the giant clock. hand guy down gently because I don't want him to fucking kill me. So, well, what I mean, was your second she's also explanation? Like fire, though. Yeah, yeah, he's he's immune to fire, so we well, tried that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I. What <laughs> the movie was trying to do was to tell this like this story about how oh, despite their physical differences, they they fit together with her making fire and him being fireproof. And uh-huh. it, 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 I, case I see no, the look what they're saying, me, it failed to tell that story. <laughs> what they're saying so. is if you yeah. can't get a girl to like you, put her in a dangerous situation where you have to save her life. And she has to like you because now she fucking owes you. It's a, it's a girlfriend in a refrigerator. I agree. It's, it's a, a tale as old as time. It's the worst part. Of the, I, and, and in fact, if they would have cut that subplot out of the movie and cut like 20 minutes, which is about what we spend on it, it would have made the movie way better. It's yeah, I would hate it less. Agreed. I agreed. still wouldn't like it, but I would hate it a lot less. I really like this movie and I really like Guillermo del Toro, but it it was a hard swing and a miss on that subplot. And then when they add in Agent Myers as well yeah, as right. like kind of a romantic rival but no one's into it i myers isn't liz isn't it's just there to make hellboy angry no she kind of flirts with him when she takes his picture when they're out both like riding yeah when she's willingly going with him she takes his picture and is like oh well they're polaroid it's 2004 Oh my god, her character just felt like a brunette <laughs> ripoff of Margot Tenenbaum, where I'm just like, I'm not oh, rooting yeah. for anyone. Show me your fake wooden finger. That's all I really fucking <laughs> care about. Um, okay, but Case, Agent Myers is also creepy and problematic, because he fucking looks yeah. up a bunch of shit on her and uses that psychologically yes. to fucking get at her so he can get a date with her and then when he's on a date with her he does the creepy fake yawn put my arm around you thing which oh, is yeah. fucking cringe a hundred percent he's want a it. sad fuck boy he's a sad boy fuck boy <laughs> whereas yeah. ron perlman's an angry boy fuck boy and i hate both <laughs> of them um no i'm not i'm not rooting for anyone i'm rooting for selma blair in the justice system to keep them both far away from her <laughs> But, you know, and the justice, you think the justice system's going to deal with Hellboy? I listen, I don't think the justice system deals with a lot of people. So, no, <laughs> I don't think someone with star power like Hellboy is going to get dealt with. But, 
Maybe she can relocate. Yeah, okay. Let's let's talk <laughs> about right. one of the creepy things that Ron Perlman says. And maybe maybe some of his lines wouldn't be so fucking upsetting if like Ron Perlman took an acting class to not be aggressive about like one line, but all of his lines are aggressive and maybe like even I just I tried closing my eyes so I didn't see his big giant teeth like gnashing at me when he talked, but it all came out aggressive. He says, "Yeah, I can promise you two things. I'll always look this good, and number Which two, I'll funny. never give up on you Which ever, ever." Here's, here's what I love about Ron Perlman, but you are absolutely right. Every <laughs> line he delivers feels like it needs a god. Damn it! Either on the front or the back. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> yeah. let's let's go through that again, Case. Same line you just did. Okay. I can promise you two things. God damn it! <laughs> I will always look this. God damn. Good. And number two. God damn it! I'll never give up on you. God damn it! <laughs> Ever. You front can bookend that back. one. Right. Yeah, I mean, really, you right. could put that right. in any that, in front or behind any word in that. That's across every performance Ron Perlman has given, by the way. Every movie, Pacific Rim, goddammit, needs it there. God and in Hellboy, it. he's got the look to go with it, right? Because he's wearing that long leather duster, but he's got no shirt, so we see his ripped red chest, which has, like, scarification, and it looks cool as fuck, right? And he's always chomping on a cigar. He's got his hair pulled back into, like, it a fucking... Like <laughs> it looks like foam rubber. It doesn't look awesome. It looks like foam it. rubber. Judge, I think he looks bad as fucking... I think Ron Perlman looks awesome as Hellboy. You need the to visual. put your yeah. red rocket away. Yeah. Stop. 100%. Man. I will not put my red rocket away. He really does try and go for, like, all of the Always Sunny characters in one. So we've got the duster <laughs> with no jacket underneath from back. No we've shirt, got essentially the implication for his... Yes, very his Dennis. He's very Dennis Reynolds. Was there a Charlie moment in this? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, when his, he falls into the dumpster, he doesn't try and eat anything, right? Yeah. Failing his way to success is the Charlie moment because it makes me think of the episode where they pass health inspection. Yeah. Due to Charlie, so yeah, feeling his way his, to success, bringing beer to rehab. Bullets that won't work. That, yeah, the, yeah, bringing beer to rehab is very D. Um, oh, I mean the stalking, the waitress. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, that's a Dennis and Charlie. And then just throwing up. rocks at your romantic rival in the stalking. I'm going to say the befriending a dead Russian corpse is very Frank Reynolds. That's a very Frank Reynolds moment. Um, okay, I'm, I, will, I will let the Ron Perlman creep factor die temporarily. I could literally, I, I really want to write a fucking essay on it. But <laughs> let's focus on what ties this movie to the rest of the month. The hell shit. So, like, yeah. usually we Ooh. do, like, what would the Bible do? But this wasn't really biblical hell. It was more like a culty hell. Which I yeah. I, I like so that. It trades, it trades on some of the classic biblical themes, right? Uh, it's implied that Hellboy is demon-like, and uh, he gets burned by a cross when he gets his power. So, so it gives some credence to the traditional Christian mythos, but it also plays much more into the Nazi-ish occult side, and and right, Rasputin, it plays real hard into that. Right. I, 
I was kind of bummed they didn't have any like a Madame Blavatsky tie in at all. Or if they did, <laughs> I missed it because the first time I watched this, I no. fell asleep three fucking times, three times, <clears throat> three times. Blasphemy. I agree. The whole the movie was so dark. It felt natural. It Jesus was, Christ. It is a very dark movie. They had no room for lights. I really like movies where they just say, fuck it, uh, all, all the mythos are true. I just, right. I like, there's cool <laughs> yeah. shit from all of this, so I'm going to just pick and choose whatever the fuck I want. It's like animes where Jesus Christ comes into it freakishly <laughs> often. <laughs> Yeah. But they just right. treat the character with no respect whatsoever. They fuck it. That's great. I love it. Hell is another dimension. Yeah, here they trade on the Cthulhu mythos a little bit. Hell is kind mm. of like another dimension, and there are Cthulhu-like creatures that are imprisoned there, and that's also where Hellboy comes from. So, like, is it the same dimension that Event Horizon goes to? <laughs> like, are they going to see, know. like, Morpheus I... in there? Like, hey, <laughs> send my shit back, bro. <laughs> so I think that the the Event Horizon bit is much more hellish. It's much more terrifying, more yeah. like the classical hell. This is more sort of just using it as a, a space to imprison them yeah. than more yeah. like know. a lake of fire like, and torture. Sea creatures freak me out, so I wouldn't be happy to be in like an octopus dimension. I don't like <laughs> that shit. Right. Like the only thing that exists there is just these tentacle monsters encased in crystal. Everything yeah. stinks. I mentioned in hell there's a lot more than just that, but yeah, that's a part of it. Yeah, That's true. Hellboy had that. to be in there somewhere, but mm-hmm. we didn't sure. see any of him running around. He probably smells like fish, too. Where did they see him <laughs> come from? So they don't ever explain the origin. They, they explain how they find Abe Sapien, which is really kind of interesting because they don't say if he was a child or an adult and if he has any memories. He was found in 1865, right? Or 1864, okay. the same year that Lincoln was killed, which is why they named him Abraham. Same day. Uh, okay. But they don't explain where he's from. It's just like another weird creature yeah. that exists in the Hellboy universe. It's Did they Hel- not ask? I, no, they, they just, it wasn't known when they found it during Civil War times. So. Right, but if they yeah. were like, hey, Abe, where are you from? And he's like, Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, like, nobody yeah, ever true. took the fucking time to ask that's him. That's true. And he let can, me say. He can talk. Yes, he can talk and Dude, and he's psychic. It's Doug Jones. He <laughs> fucking carried this film. He, he carried carry this film. He was the best part of this film, and I'm so upset and hurt to find out it wasn't his voice. I, it's it Niles was, from yeah, Frasier. It was David Hyde <laughs> no Pierce, way. and he, he gave a great yeah. vocal performance, man. He does. Okay, fair he enough. Did. He did. I, have we wait? So we have we ever actually heard Doug Jones' voice? Like, is there a movie that he's talking to, or is he just always the creepy-looking guy? Well. <laughs> yeah, he's usually the creepy That's a character. good question, because I know that he doesn't talk in Buffy, and he didn't talk in Doom. And I he doesn't he talked ta- in Pan's Labyrinth. So you guys have, uh, yeah, he doesn't talk in that, or if he does, it's like like warped and shit. He does talk himself, and you said you've watched the second Hellboy. So yeah, that yeah. he does speak in that one. Niles oh, does doesn't he? Okay. take his voice for him. I love that movie that. too. So one of the the best parts about uh, one of the best parts about Doug Jones as Abe Sapien is the way that he moves. Right, he's he's lanky yes. and long, and he moves very fluidly. So when he's outside of water, he looks and feels like a fish creature, but the, just is he can uh, always uh, be slightly moving. He makes yeah. these little micro movements. 
So while we were watching the movie, I pulled up a clip from the episode Hush uh, uh, from Buffy. And you can tell which gentleman that Doug Jones plays <laughs> strictly by his hand movements. We're like, oh, fuck, right. that's Doug. Like, you absolutely can tell. The, like, the other guys try to imitate it. There's only one Doug Jones. You There's can tell exactly one. who he is. He sells the shit out of it. It really makes you feel, and, and I think that's one of the things that I love about Hellboy is they do a lot of practical effects, and because he has all this makeup on and he's moving the way that he is, it feels really natural. It doesn't break you out of the scene. It's not the bad kind of CGI that just doesn't age. I want a whole like series on just his character. I was way more interested in his character than any other character in this movie. There's probably a comic. <laughs> I hope so. Speaking Probably. of comics, we had our own fan theory when um, Abe Sapien is first introduced. Meyer is walking through uh, John Hurt's library. And, Which is awesome. Oh, it is. It is. Um, actually, all of the sets, minus all the like dark shit that you can't see, were really cool. Like It was Fucking like a incredible. cool like art deco kind of style, like a futuristic-y art deco. Anyway. With some steampunk so elements. You have... Mm-hmm. Abe Sapien inside an aquarium and there's four books laid out and he's like can you turn the page please and get me a crumpet so he's reading four books at once and John Hurt's like yeah you can read four books at once as long as it turned the page and I swear to god the first time he turned the page backwards I was like oh Doug Jones you're reading manga <laughs> like, what are you reading like, or on, uh, or on no, High well, School I mean, Host Club or you, you know I was like, gonna say if, if he's as studied as he actually thinks he could probably read Hebrew or it could just be manga. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. you've run out of all the <laughs> okay. old texts. What else are you going to read, man? I, I like the version where he's just this fishy weeaboo floating around in there with a body <laughs> pillow. It's like, I got to catch up. Attack on Titan's about to premiere soon. Last ep- uh, last season. Got to make sure I get all my fan theories in. And then if he's a weeaboo, every time he's outside, he just does the Naruto run. He just throws yes. his arms back and starts running Think- around. Think of the sound his fucking wet feet would make doing <laughs> oh, that. No, I'm just, no. no, I love it. I'm here for it. I I hope Doug Jones is a weeaboo. The only person I loved as much as Doug Jones, I don't know his name, but I named him Ninja Nazi. Um, the Ninja Nazi guy. That's uh, just oh, the Sandman. Cronin. What's his name? Cronin. Yeah, it's Ninja yeah, Nazi. Uh... That's a lot catchier. Basically, he's you're, an old Nazi wrong. that was turned into a clockwork robot and, and now just runs off of gears and sand. He wasn't turned no, into it. He did yeah. it himself. That's what oh, he yeah. fucked up. He's it's the original better. Kardashians. Like, if the Kardashians were good at anything and could do their own plastic <laughs> surgery. Because yeah. he was just like, I'm running out of things to do. And, like, he cut his lips off. He took his eyelids off. He was uh-huh. very creepy when they took his mask off. I was like, ooh. He's mm-hmm. he's horrifying when they show him without his mask off. He has no eyelids, yeah. so the eyeball, like the whole thing, is visible. You can see all his teeth, but I would That's rather kiss him mask. than Ron Perlman. You know what that reminded me of was number one. You could tell it's a Guillermo del Toro movie because he just has to have some body horror shit in there somewhere. Always, but it reminded me You're of right. uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in that it is yeah. ostensibly a product for children. But the guy creating it just likes drawing some fucked up <laughs> shit from time to time. Yeah. So there's going to be some traumatizing imagery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You can traumatize kids just a little bit. I think, was it you or Jay, or was it Jay or Dave that mentioned 
the the one girl that like broke the rule of three villains. She was like the uh, completely oh, unremarkable yeah. villain yeah. at the very oh, end Dave. of the movie. <laughs> yeah, at the very end of the movie, Rasputin has this right hand lady who's a Nazi lady that helps him out. She and was in the beginning and the, the beginning. end, like yeah. not at all. It, she adds absolutely nothing to it. I think it was just that they got to the end of the movie and realized they had killed off all of their secondary antagonists, and it looked weird uh. to have Rasputin just ranting at the characters. So they <laughs> said, shit, we got to add in a sec. Let's just uh, Nazi lady, and then let's put her in back here at the front to set her up. Ugh, I really wish they would have used the Nazi lady from Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Sonya oh, Blade, yeah. because she did a good, like, I would have been more pumped about his girlfriend if that was his girlfriend, but unfortunately... Rasputin got a bland Nazi girlfriend. You know what I mean? She was like vanilla bean. <laughs> just, I hate it when you just get boring Nazi girlfriends, right? right. I was going to say, is this canonically supposed to be Rasputin from fucking Russia? Or Ra Ra Rasputin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so the story is, the way that they play it is that Rasputin dies, right? Like he does in real life. But then he gets resurrected. He comes back. And then he starts working with Hitler and the Nazis because they're all into occult shit, and he's like, yeah, 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 it's going to further my goals. And so, yeah, yeah, this is the Rasputin. Wait, he gets resurrected in the cartoon Anastasia, so this is also in that universe? He's good. Sure, where's, yeah, they're all Where's canon. Batty, the talking bat? Oh, he turns I, into I a good guy. Never mind. I don't think the cartoon Anastasia is within the DC universe. No. I think it might be. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I it, other than Doug be. Jones, Ninja Nazi now. really like made my heart happy because they his his moves were cool. I liked his like forearm knives that he was going through yeah. and like, just like swinging around, slicing people. He did the like prison shank, like the like ten quick stabs to the gut that he likes to do. He did that to John Hurt. He did that to the guy with no. hair plugs. He does it to the guy with hair plugs. The way he kills John Hurt is he takes the blade and puts it right through his fucking brainstem. Oh, wow, that's really nice. That was a sudden rather than bleeding out slowly. Yeah, because Rasputin you're not. promises him that. He says, it'll be quick, right? And Aww. then fucking Cronin takes that blade and just takes his brainstem out. Real Rasputin wouldn't do that. He would, like, beat him to <laughs> death with his, like, huge dick. You're probably not wrong. Because he was super skinny, stinky, and had a giant dick. So I think, I think that the intro to Cronin might be my favorite scene with him. Because he shows up and there's he's he's in a museum. They're breaking out Samael, who's stored in this statue, right? And there's five guards in front of him and two guards on a balcony behind him. The two guards shoot at him. He uses his blades to reflect the bullets, killing those two. The other five unload into Cronin, but because all of his shit's turned to dust, it doesn't do anything, and he just takes those blades and fucking chops all of them to pieces and then fucking cuts all their hamstrings before they die. So you get a sheet... So you get a scene shot back where they just all collapse. It's beautiful. I don't know. I w I'm going to say that it wasn't Ninja Nazis ninja powers that made me love him. It was the fact that he would play possum. Like, <laughs> I loved that. He would just be like, I'm going to go to sleep and just I'm going to wait. Just turn for my heart off for a while. Right? <laughs> it made me think of whitest kids, you know, the war on civil yeah, the Civil War on Drugs, where there's the guy, Doug, that had, like, survived <laughs> ten battles. They're like, how do you do it, Doug? And it's just when everything starts, he just falls down and pretends to be dead until everything's over. And I'm like, 
Fuck yeah, I would. Absolutely. Mm, you know? Absolutely. But to be fair, if I found a dead ninja Nazi, the first thing I would do is start like taking, cutting that shit up in pieces. Like, no, no, no. Fool me once. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, and that's something that comes up in cinema a lot is people don't know how to double tap. Yes. Do they need to double tap? Yeah. Yeah. And you always make sure they're dead with a double tap. I mean, Sandboy did it. Like, he knew you put a fucking knife through the brainstem and they're going to die. You know he's dead then. Yes. So really quick, I want to point out that Rasputin played a lawyer in another Guillermo del Toro film, Blade 2, also starring Ron Perlman. Yeah. He didn't star Ron Perlman, but Ron Perlman was He was the main bad guy. Co-starred Ron Perlman. Fucking uh, what's his face was like barely showing up. It got worse in guy. the third one, but Wesley Snipes was barely showing up to that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say it starred. He was probably on set a lot more. So and sober. Um, honorable mention Donnie Yen. I forgot Donnie Yen was in that movie. I uh, also yeah. forgot Donnie Yen. Was love in me love some Blade Donnie too. Yen. I yeah, it's honestly, I feel like that's gonna be a better movie than this. And now I kind of want to watch that and be like, what can you do for me, Guillermo? Yeah. Uh, okay, but maybe. Maybe you might like Blade 2 better, but I think the action might be better in Hellboy than it is in Blade 2. And I think the action in Hellboy is pretty damn good. Yeah, I was going to say, I really like both of those movies, and Guillermo del Toro is great, but the action in this is fun. It's not necessarily good. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, what what more do you want? Okay, fun. What Ninja Nazi was good. Right, Ninja Nazi's good. I think Hellboy's fighting is pretty solid for... Mm, I mean, for I what know. it is, right. Ron Perlman and a lot of makeup. Failing and, and up. And harness, so, sure. He fails sure. up the whole time. So that's another checklist. And stalks women, fails up. This guy's really fucking winning. I don't know. Just the bad guy, the, the hellhounds, they didn't do it for me. The CGI was not that great. And when they weren't using CGI, because it was so fucking dark, because they didn't want to be like, hey, our CGI is not the greatest yet. It's only 2004. But when it was a person in a rubber suit, they're fighting yeah. in the subway, which is a terrible fight scene. And the guy in the suit rears his hand back and it's literally does the Power Rangers arm flop. Yeah. Where it's like, nip, nip, nip. Whereas when they're animated in water and running around, their movement's very fluid. But this looks like a drunk Japanese man in a kaiju <laughs> suit and it doesn't translate well. I disagree. I think that's why I love it because I love that they use practical effects. I think it ages better than most of the CGI in the movie, which isn't bad. I think it's solid. It's they dark. use it intermittently enough that it ages well enough. But the rubber suit is what makes it for me. I love how cheesy it is. It does a really good job of portraying comic book physics of a fight where like Hellboy will get hit with what's a fairly slow punch and it just knocks him through six walls and he falls <laughs> to the street. Yep. Like you watch it and obviously the physics and the gravity in this situation is not lining up with your brain, but god damn it, they did it pretty enough. I don't really mind. I just don't think any fight scene that didn't have ninja Nazi just wasn't exciting to me because of the CGI. I okay. also want to point out that when Ninja Nazi breaks into the RCMP or whatever the fuck it's called, BPRD. Yeah, sure. Um, when he's not when he's gonna go kill Royal uh, John Hurt, <laughs> when he's gonna go kill the doctor, there's a scene where he wakes up in the lab and he's like, "All right, gotta go kill the doctor now." 
and he's walking down this spiral staircase and he's making sure he never takes his eyes off of John Hurt. And the only thing I could hear in my mind was, kiss me beneath <laughs> the sparkly twilight. Oh, man. Bring me okay. fine confound wine. Dee, dee, dee. It's just like, I bet he felt pretty. I could tell he felt pretty. <laughs> like there was, they had a moment there. Good for them. You've inspired me. I've got another alternate version of Hellboy that we should do, right? Okay. Same, basically same movie, but instead of being American, it all still happens in the United States, but it's actually the RC, it's actually the Royal Canadian Mounties, right? Okay. And, and Hellboy's a Mountie. <laughs> He's got okay. The hat and shit, right? Right? And so it's just Canada coming to save the day. So instead of hoarding <laughs> cats, he just hoards mooses in a subway. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like yeah, angry moose. mooses running around. <laughs> like Whatever mo- noises a moose makes. Dave and I were talking about a different show you could spin off. It's Abe Sapien Medicine Fish. Because there's a scene <laughs> where he helps John Hurt up and he puts his bare hand on his chest. And he's like, oh, John Hurt. You're dying. You're dying. Like, But he's like feeling his heartbeat. And before he said it, I was like, you're pregnant. And we <laughs> thought... Abe Sapien could go around misdiagnosing people to maybe motivate them to go to the doctor. We're like, well, I think there is something wrong, but it's definitely not what that fucking guy said. Yeah. That would be a more interesting yeah. movie to me. Just like going around gaslighting All people right. into using their health care. <laughs> I guess the smell of brimstone is a sign that we need to wrap this up. So, Dave, 2004's Hellboy, would you watch it again? This is just a fun popcorn superhero movie in the purest (laughs) sense of that it -hmm. doesn't make a ton of sense if you look at it too closely but it does my favorite version of explaining lore which is to just not fucking explain it yeah and just imply a bunch of cool shit and let me fill in the blanks uh so even though it's not the best comic book movie i've ever seen it's an absolute blast and i will definitely watch this again yeah Juice, how about you? From 2004, Hellboy, would you watch it again? For this being a pre-Marvel, or, you know, when Marvel was still setting the standard, this was great. The uh, There was some cheese and there was some camp and some of the action was a little offbeat. But as a whole, it was a lot of fun. It was a great watch. I had never actually seen this movie in its entirety. I'd seen parts of it and little bits here and there. Uh, so to actually get down, so to be able to actually sit down and watch it from front to back was a lot of fun i would recommend it to anybody so shit yeah i'm gonna watch it again yeah so casey how about you ron perlman's big ass teeth in a red fucking skin suit are you gonna sit down and watch hellboy again i fell asleep three times while i was trying to preview this <laughs> this Sounds fucking like movie thing. went right. nowhere there was no tension and anytime wet guy what? or ninja nazi wasn't on screen i could not give a fuck and like i previously mentioned I would rather watch Nick Fury Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'd rather watch the original <laughs> Fantastic Four films. Fuck, I'd rather watch Lastic Man than this movie. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. now you're really fucking cutting deep. I yeah, know. I am. The only person I can, speaking of cutting deep, relate to is Jeffrey Tambor's character when <laughs> Ninja Nazi cuts his sleeve of his shirt he's like what the hell's wrong with you like that's why i felt like an angry george bluth the whole time 
No, I would not watch oh, Hellboy no. again. Wow. But, Jay, it's your fucking movie. Uh-huh. I gotta know. And I already <laughs> know, but I gotta ask. Hellboy from 2004, would you watch it again? So I, I agree with Dave and Juice that I just absolutely love the way that they handle lore in Hellboy. It is a lot of fun. Juice, I think you're wrong. I think this does way better than Marvel movies because I have way more fun watching this than I do the majority of Marvel films. Casey, we did not talk enough about how awesome Jeffrey Tambor is in Hellboy. He's fantastic. He's he got chews two through the scenes. scenery. I two. absolutely love him in this. But overall... I have watched Hellboy over a dozen times. I have fun every time. I think Ron Perlman is the shit. If they would have cut out the awful love triangle stuff that we spent way too much time talking about, then it would be a fucking gem. But even with it, in it, yes, I will absolutely be watching Hellboy again. Wow. All right, well, Cinemites, on that note, the verdict is in. Casey on a Lonely Island is going to be the one out of four of us that is not going to watch it again. The other three are. We'll go back to hell for this movie. This was a lot of yeah. fun. So I'm on the but iceberg, obviously, and you guys are on the Titanic, and fucking have fun, buddy. Have we are. Fun. There's a fucking party while this bitch goes down. There's an <laughs> Irish band, and I'm dancing a jig. But at the end of the day, Cinemites, it is up to you to prove Casey wrong. Sit down and watch Hellboy. You're gonna fucking enjoy it. And Casey, well, we'll You're see. You're not. We'll see. Dave, can you help us next week? Are you gonna I'm- do better? I'm going to try. I'm going to warn you that I have not watched this movie. I pulled it off of a list of some of the worst movies I could find. So we are going with a B movie from 1991 called Highway to Hell uh, that I watched the trailer for, and I think we're in for a treat. Or at least me watching your webcams is going to be worth something. I don't know. (laughs) Always fun when you come for the emotional abuse. Well, Cinemites, find us on social media on Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, and that's people spelled PPL. Casey's on Instagram at casey.cinema or just plain old shittycinema.com. If you want to help us out, share us with a friend. That sounded gross. Um, if you want to help in a bigger way, swing by the Shitty Cinema Patreon page. And as always, let's turn out the lights, wind up your ninja Nazi. And go stab our way through the subway. <laughs> 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 <laughs>